Hello, welcome back to Saturday, part three of a story read by actress Cordelia Howard from the lovely Glossop. And uh, we're continuing the story of Thomas Barlow and his lovely day trip. Well, the weather wasn't so great, but it was back in June 1867. Parts one and two are already out, so if you haven't listened to those, it might be wise to nip back and listen to those. And I would encourage you to wear headphones, actually, um, just so you get to really truly experience. I've sound designed some of these with all of the sounds of the reservoirs and the birds. As I've been out walking and recording over the last month, I've added some of those soundscapes to Cordelia's words, so you get to enjoy that. Uh, Today, um, I was trying to kind of trace the potential path that uh, Thomas Barlow's day trippers might have taken and work out where they might have been at this part of the story. So that's why I'm sat at the foot of the Pennine Way. in front of me, as I said, I can see uh, Torside um, Reservoir. There's Reaps Farm over the other side. Um, to the right of me is Quiet Shepherd Farm. But behind me uh, is something which is marked on the OS maps called Earthworks, which I understand, uh, according to Historic England, that it p- could have potentially been a Roman fort. Um, yeah, who, who would have known that? So yeah, earthwork and buried remains of High Stone's Roman fortlet. The monument is situated at approximately 250 metres above sea level on a gentle south-facing slope to the north of Torside Reservoir. I wonder whether Thomas's friends might have walked over this way and followed a bit of the Pennine Way. Well, either way, they've been recovering from some of the heavy rain And uh, whilst I too am enjoying a bit of respite from the wind and the heavy rain and all the snow, I'm going to sit down here with my hot flask of coffee, enjoy the birds all around me and uh, have a sandwich. So yeah, sit back, no walking required for this one. Put your headphones on and enjoy. A Picnic at Woodhead by Thomas Barlow, Part 3 Out on the hill so high are we, the broad brown heath before us. Our steps are light, our hearts are free, as the blue sky bending over us. Far from the sounds of trade, of strife, uncivil and unending, we breathe the breath of a higher life. A while we muse on the scene around, while the wild free breeze is blowing, and pause to note the endearing sound of the fountains ever flowing. High up the hills, steep grassy sides, the sun's bright beams are fleeting, And when a beam over the healthier glides, tis a light and shadow meeting. 
a short release from its daily round of cares and worldly duties frees the mind for a glad rebound to life's sublimer beauties. Hence, for these grand old holy forms, as something stirs within us, which, spite of their cold and chilling storms, has never failed to win us. Heart and soul to the scenes we've trod, since when, in youth's bright morning, we knelt on the green and dewy sod, with flowers our heads adorning. Tis ever thus, with the hills so high, in youth we greatly need em. They bring us nigh to the boundless sky, enlarging our love of freedom. Again, when manhood's golden day has crowned our youth's aspiring, we feel their free and forceful sway, our bosoms still inspiring. We cherish for our native hills a passion strong and tender, and for their vales and brooks and rills with all their rugged splendour, a feeling that wherever we roam, whatever fates overtake us, in forest clime or distant home, till death shall ne'er forsake us. Our musings done, our next resort was artless play and guileless sport. Play and sport that mainly serve to invigorate our frame, to nerve the mind for deeds of sense and worth that dignify our mother earth, that render life a threefold blessing and health still worthier of possessing. Now, tired of play, but restless still, our minds obeyed their various will, for a listless interval prepared. A portion of our time was spared for strolling up or pacing down the daisied turf or the heather brown, each one doing as seemed him best, with or without the consent of the rest. One started the narrow vale to cross, nor deemed his toil would be a loss, where loomed a scar overcrowned with moss hills in search of the curious stones and fossils. Some, whom trifle failed to stop, dared to scale the mountain's top to catch a gust of freer wind and add new pleasures to their mind. Others, less curiously inclined than each of these, remained behind and found their pleasure near at hand, where from the heath and marshy land the heather-tainted water drained from the wide moorland where tis rained, pours in tiny streaks of surf over a ledge of blackened turf studded with pebbles, white as pearls, over which it gaily leaps and curls, twisting and gambling as it falls in glittering showers of silver balls, which, gone in a moment, swell the stream that floats away 
in a happy dream.